Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. Well, Caleb, uh, I know it was only a couple of days ago or like a week ago, um, but I saw The Eternals. Yeah, yeah, you told me, but uh, I'm assuming it was good. I... Loved the Eternals. I loved it so much. Uh, in my non-spoilery review, I completely understand all of the non-bigoted racist people who don't like the movie, like the people who just <laughs> genuinely don't like it, and not because like you, gay people or non-whites, <laughs> like all those people can fuck off. But all the people who are yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not an asshole. But I just didn't like the movie. I get it. And I, I said this on Twitter, and I know, you know, you made a joke about it. You were right. Yeah. I, my my phrasing is 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 wrong, but my intention where I said, like, oh yeah, people, you know, people are not gonna like it because it's not grounded like other Marvel movies, I say, as the majority of the Marvel <laughs> movies are about fighting fucking space aliens with magic rocks. Yes, grounded like the whole Avengers storyline. Very right, grounded. Very grounded. Guardians of the Galaxy, very grounded. Thor, magic in space. But my 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 process behind that is that there's a there's a feel to those movies that is a lot different. Whereas those movies feel very like superhero actiony, and yes, they have fantasy elements, and yes, there's a little bit of sci-fi elements. They still feel like action movies more than they feel like anything else. Well, and the, you know the whole idea of the Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Right. Is we are specifically we're protecting the Earth from outside threats. So to the extent that like massive superhero blockbuster films can be, I get what you mean by grounded versus what Marvel is setting up with this vaster cosmic universe of all these you know ancient you know, celestial beings and like you know, basically godlike creatures and like heroes and villains from you know uh, across the you know, the known universe and multiverse etc cetera, etc cetera. it's a much much broader scale i mean you think like you and i were talking about this recently just the the difference between uh what was referred to more like the street level heroes of like the netflix like the defenders arc yeah. uh which i fucking love to this day every yeah. part of it and i you know what it's fine i'm a danny rand apologist i don't care <laughs> uh i enjoyed 
all of those series, and I th- think that they they hold their own uh, important place in the larger Marvel Marvel universe. But compared to uh, you know the Avengers smashing faces with Thanos, uh, you know Daredevil fighting the Kingpin seems like a fairly you know s- small potatoes for lack of a better word. Yeah. And so then you take, all right, the Avengers fought like this one, you know, big bad from, from outer space, but then there's this whole universe out there where it gets worse. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the thing about the Eternals is the movie feels like a fantasy epic. It feels mm-hmm. like something that it, I mean, it definitely, you know, you know, we, you know, as you were saying, like, you know, the battle with Thanos, like the majority of the Thanos things happen on Earth. The big battle mm-hmm. with Thanos happens on Earth, you know, obviously, except for the, you know, first time that Tony fights him. But like when he snaps, he's on Earth. When they fight him for the last time, he's on Earth and everything feels very contained. And you have these heroes like, you know, Iron Man, who, you know, is just some guy like he's, you know, and you have a Hawkeye and you have a, a Black Widow, you know, and and it just feels very more like superhero. But when you see the like the Eternals, felt magical like it felt huge and i see why Mm -hmm. that turned a lot of people off and i mean the fact of the matter is there's nine of them you know like there was a lot of fucking eternals there was a lot of backstories you know because obviously you know we know this from the trailer this isn't a spoiler but their eternals land they're there to fight uh, the deviants they've been there for thousands of years and at some point they have their hey everybody just go off on their own way now we got to get the band back together type thing um you know we know this from trailer uh but mm-hmm. that's nine people you have to go through to be like well here's why this person did it now here's why this person did it now here's why this and i can get how that can be feel very laboring um but uh it it just felt like a much bigger world to me. And, you know, the the two post-credit scenes, there are two post-credit scenes, by the way, one mid and one end. Um, the uh, One of them, again, just kind of opens up the universe even more, just makes Marvel, like, it reminds you that Marvel exists other places than just Earth. Like, mm-hmm. there are entire comic books. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy never even steps foot on Earth for like 12 years of their run never even like talks about earth aside from like, Oh yeah, I used to be from earth, but now I'm in fucking this planet across the globe. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nova, uh, you know, like he, he never, they're just are all on other planets and galaxies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's magical. The brilliance and some might argue flaw of the Marvel cinematic universe is that they have figured out how to adapt for screen the concept that drives mm, comic collectors absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And that is the big crossover event where in order, like you might, you might be following, let's say you've got your core four books that you love. Right. And uh, you know, maybe, maybe three of them are Marvel, maybe one's like a, you know, an indie imprint or whatever. Like, let's just say that that's your, your job, like your, your style as a collector. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but then this big event comes uh, uh, along that affects uh, not only like two of the three stories that you normally read, but also crosses over into 17 other titles. And in order to get the full story, you have to collect every single one of those for at least two to three issues. You know, some, some might be a one-off, but for the, the bigger titles, you know, so like your, your Avengers, your Iron Man, uh, 
your Captain America, et cetera, like those titles are going to have multiple issues that are part of this massive crossover. Think like, you know, in DC, the Blackest Night and like the, you know, Infinite Crisis, stuff like that with uh, Marvel, it had Civil War, Civil War II. Uh, Civil War is what Electric. caused me to have to do that. I was an X-Men reader and then Civil War happened yep. and I was like, fuck, and I had to go pick up Captain America and I had to go pick, well, I was yep. already reading Spider-Man, but not that run of Spider-Man. I had to go pick up Spider-Man yep. and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you find like, oh, like whoever's writing this current run of this this book I, I actually really like and I'm gonna pick it up and continue following it and then like suddenly your your you know your box of three pulls every week is now <laughs> seven right uh, true story that shit happened to me quite a bit yeah. when I was collecting yeah. and it was maddening because like you know I had my regular titles that I that I would pick up and I would enjoy and they're like okay so I've got to get I have to get what who <laughs> that. Right, that, you just you just made that's not a like no, that's not a real book. I mean, Civil War made and me want to read a about character Cannonball, that's been, and who the fuck yeah. cares about Cannonball? But he was the one who started Civil War. And I gotta, yeah, I had to go fucking read uh, about uh, Cannonball. It'll be a character that's been like had a you know a low like low numbers, but a, you know mildly successful run for like. 48 years but you've never fucking picked up a right. book but uh, yeah anyway the, the the mcu has figured out how to do that for the screen because who the fuck knew or cared about the guardians of the galaxy outside of like really like diehard fans until the you know the, so the, the movie was announced and the, the casting was announced who the f like i didn't know the defenders were a thing until they they did it on netflix yeah uh, i knew you know heroes for hire yeah i mean uh, i knew iron Luke fist and, i knew daredevil and, and i knew of uh, and I knew Luke Cage, and I only knew of Jessica Jones, but I didn't know Jessica Jones. Uh, fun fact from, oh God, it was several years ago now, but there was a, a kind of a, a reboot of the Jessica Jones comic, probably right around the same time as the you know, the Netflix series were starting to, to gain some traction. Uh, one of the best books that Marvel has done in the modern era, in my opinion, and that's admittedly i will hedge that in i have not picked up a comic book in a few years at this point so you know, much better things could have come out sure. but like there was this really strong run for a while with jessica jones uh had an amazing book the hawkeye reboot with kate bishop was amazing uh mockingbird uh who gets really just <laughs> i see diva back there <laughs> uh Really not not doesn't get the the treatment that she deserves in Agents of Shield. Great character. Yeah. Uh, there was a bunch of these books that were really highlighting some of the, the phenomenal writing Marvel was doing on their like really cool female characters uh, that I think were some of the best that had come out of the, the the company in a long time. And of course now we're starting to see that on the screen too. Uh, but yeah, all of that to say like Marvel has mastered this idea and so you. you DC has done it in the comics as well, but hasn't quite grasped how to do it in on the screen of getting people to say like, okay, I know, I know, you know, Iron Man and I know, you know, Captain America and you probably know of the Avengers. So we're going to get a bunch of these characters together. Uh, we're going to introduce you to them all. We're going to get, oh, now they're all together. Now you want to see that, right? Yep. Oh, but like their story overlaps with these other weirdos that are out in space that now you're going to, you're going to want to watch this because what happens next? Oh, see, it's directly related to, oh, here's the big bad fight with the, the space guy. And oh, it's amazing. And now we're just going to keep going because now you you may not care about all of these stories. You may not even like all these stories, but you're hooked now. Right. Right. <laughs> and you're going to read. Yeah. You are. So I am super frozen. frozen. Right I saw that my camera <laughs> uh, just turned off for some reason. I'm not unsure why. 
uh, but it did. Uh, but anyways, so, uh, yeah, so pretty much, uh, yeah. So, so that's the thing with Eternals is it totally did that. Like it, it introduces Mm -hmm. an entire, entire group of characters that you are probably, you've probably never heard of unless you're a diehard comic fan, you probably mm-hmm. would have never uh, known of the Eternals or thought about them or ever even considered, uh, you know, seeing them. But the end of the movie very much, it it feels like, you know, it feels like the Nick Fury, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. Like, that's what the end <laughs> of the Eternals feels like. And you're like, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. And there you get your sort of breadcrumbs of like, gotcha. I understand where you're going right now. Um, but it was just right. absolutely amazing. And I, um, now you, you had watched the original walking dead or watched walking dead for a while. Um, but, yeah. uh, Lauren Ridloff, uh, who, uh, it was the deaf character in walking dead. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. she plays Makari, the speedster in the Eternals. Um, and Makari, and then the other one, uh, who is, uh, Kumal Nanjani, who is Kingo were my two favorite characters in all of Eternals. Um, but, we're going to transition really quick. The one thing that oh. I love that that Marvel is doing is is they're kind of living and they're doing it really well in a lot of different worlds. So outside of just this, the Guardians of the Galaxy video game just launched and apparently it is just a blast. Um, it's mm. pretty much like playing through a Guardians of the Galaxy story. Now, uh, it is something to, to point out that this is, uh, although the characters of the Guardians of the Galaxy are all the same that you know from the movie, it is not the movie characters. This is a separate non-film related story. Story, uh, as though the movies this this is more like in its own world thing and you know the avengers uh marvel's avengers is a, a video game that's out not as great i hear um but it heard it's kind of fun but you can you can be miss marvel in that um spider-man's yeah. about to come you can like upgrade your costumes and stuff like that uh very very cool and i love that they're doing that i think that's really cool that these these things are kind of living in all these different worlds and i'm seeing it more now with video games transitioning over to uh film and anime and stuff like that so recently we we had the witcher series um so the yes. witcher went from uh a book to a video game and now it was a series and then there also was an animated uh series movie was that a movie or was that a series i think it was a movie it- it was a, a movie. I watched it. it did I watch yeah, it? Yeah, the wolf one. It. Yeah, we I did, because we talked about how it was like squishing yes. heads and stuff like that, and there's kids. Yes. Yeah, and I love that they're doing that sort of thing. You know, there's a lot of talks, um, uh, you know, a game that Caleb and I enjoy, Destiny. Um, there's a lot of talks. Bungie has opened up uh, an entire enter- entertainment division to talk about how they bring Destiny outside of just video games, whether that's a movie or a series or something like that. Um, you know, and I love that games are doing this. And actually just recently I watched, uh, the League of Legends animated series, um, okay. Arcane, uh, it's called Arcane. Now I don't, I've played League of Legends like once. I don't know anything about story or anything like that. And the first episode I was kind of like, meh. And as I got a little further in, I'm like, okay, it's cool. I'm sure I would enjoy this more if I was way more invested in League of Legends or like new background yeah. or history. But it definitely, yeah, it felt empty to me. And I think that was because I feel like you would enjoy it way more if you knew what it was leading toward. Because the character that you're following is Jinx, um, Arcane Jinx, but it's her before she becomes Jinx. 
So I feel like if you already know who she is, like as a, cause she's like a character that you can play in League of Legends. So I feel like if you already mm. know who she is and what she's going to become, you watching the first three episodes of this, you're going to be like, fuck yeah, dude. All right. This origin story, I get it. I'm all in. And like, maybe you feel more for it. But I was like, it feels kind of empty. I feel like I, maybe I'm missing something. I didn't hate it. The art style is great. If you are a fan of that kind of art style, it is awesome. I, I really loved watching it, um, but I, it, it just it wasn't fully there for me yet, but I'm still going to watch all of it. Wasn't there another um, popular video game franchise, not Castlevania, um, yeah. but oh, yeah, Castlevania. also got a uh, Netflix anime? Uh, I, I, I'm thinking Dragon Age, but I oh, looked yeah. that up and it's that, a, that was it's from a, like 2012. Uh, Dota. Dota, Dota, Defense of the yeah. Agents, yeah, right? Yep, that yeah, one also okay, got one, okay. which I uh, I watched uh, almost all of that one. That was another one where um, it was okay, but it was kind of like all over the place for me. Um, but I was mm. I'm familiar a little bit with Dota, so that one was kind of weird. Yeah, but no, I'm liking this. I love this sort of cross, like, you know, being in everything. I don't, you know, like, people love these sort of, uh, these stories and these characters and stuff like that, and why relegate them to just one thing? Fucking, yeah. you know, diversify your portfolio, put it everywhere. Well, and as you know, a, a lot of big name intellectual property has discovered over the years, like Star Wars, Star Trek, um, even fucking Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the whole expanded universe of uh, books as well. So we you know, we talked earlier about Marvel taking the, their their print and translating into to film uh so many companies have done the opposite where they they then introduce uh, a whole world of print uh, stories that you can read uh, kind of similar to what we do over at the storyteller series oh, yeah. uh, un, un, unintentional plug but it works um and I, I think that that's a really great uh, way to do some some world building and you know it's it's cool to see uh companies you know, yeah of course it's it's all about money sure, sure. I, I mean, of course it. it is. But it, as a fan, it's still cool to see companies finding ways to uh, expand that story and you can follow it as much as, as you want. And in some cases, the expanded universes, the novels and whatnot are canon. Sometimes they're just for fun. What I mean, I recently found and, and reread uh, a copy of the, the very first Magic the Gathering novel ever uh, that I owned when I was a kid that I loved that... Uh, introduces concepts that became the the larger story arc of Magic the Gathering, but uh, is not itself canon anymore, I don't think. <clears throat> but, like, it's still just an interesting story about people in this in this world that can traverse the planes and, and use magic based on, on, you know, the power of the land. Yeah, I know, I, cool. you know, I, I played magic. I didn't get into background lore or any of the other things, but uh, uh, Magic does have a Netflix animated series coming out next year. Uh, Shit, and yeah. it stars Brandon Routh, fucking Superman himself, as Gideon Jura. <laughs> you know, it all goes through all the Planeswalker thing. So I'm really excited about that. Um, nice. And of course, we're getting another Dungeons and Dragons movie. So that, you know, in in oh, relation to magic. Hell yes. Uh, yeah. Hell we're also yes. getting another one of those where I'm pretty excited. But yeah, I, I love these sort of if, craw, you know, like. If Jeremy Irons doesn't make at least a cameo in <laughs> right that, I will be mad. <laughs> That'd be so fantastic if he did. Uh, but yeah, so, th so there's a lot of cool things happening uh, in the world. And speaking of cool things, we have a brand new episode coming out this Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. We are continuing on with my month of chosen things because it is my birth month. Uh, and next week, next Tuesday, I turn uh, 40, uh, the big four zero. Uh, and I Happy join. Birthday. Hey, thanks. I join Caleb uh, in, in our 40s. 
And uh, and then now we can yell, get off our lawn, and it won't be weird. <laughs> um, even though neither of us have lawns. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be a little weird because <laughs> yeah. we don't have lawns. Get off my lawn. It's the street, you asshole. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is a public park. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're continuing with the, uh, with the movie Hero, the Jet Li starring uh, movie Hero, which also uh, stars Tony Leung, who most recently was in the movie Shang-Chi, um, uh, which uh, next, no, has already been out. Comes out tomorrow, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Tomorrow, you can watch Shang-Chi on Disney+. Plus. That is not a plug. Uh, Disney+, Plus yeah. does not sponsor us, but they could. They could. They could, we, we they could totally that. sponsor us. That's fine <laughs> with that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, so check it out. It is currently streaming on HBO, HBO Max. Uh, so definitely check that out. If you are the type of person that watches movies before we review them, uh, that is where you can do that. So, uh, you know, if you have, if you stumble across us right now and you have not subscribed or hit follow yet, make sure to do so so you can be notified on Sunday when this brand new episode drops. Thank you so much, everyone, mm-hmm. for listening, and we will see you on Sunday. Yeah, we sure will. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.